Welcome back to HR Works Podcast's 5-Minute Friday. In this shorter segment, we showcase portions of interviews that don't necessarily make it into longer episodes or into other content, but that we still wanted to share with you anyway. Having spoken with so many HR professionals, I often ask myself, shouldn't HR be in charge of organizations? From a certain perspective, HR seems to have the best set of tools to do so. In this episode, I ask Global Head of Human Resources at Solve.Care, Sandra Hannon, this question, plus a few lighter ones as well. Do you think that HR should be running the show? No, I don't. No, I think HR, in my view, HR should sit right beside um, the CEO and make his vision possible. That is my view. Um, and I think in some cases, HR is not necessary at all. I've been in organizations where there wasn't HR and they did just fine, thanks very much. So I think it's a, really about, you know, harnessing people's energy to make something possible. And you can do that even if you're not in HR. And you can do that without a whole load of process. And in fact, we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago where I said to people, uh, you know, um, let's not have a big, long, convoluted policy. Let's just say to people like the Netflixers do, you know, do the right thing by the company. And you will find most of the people do. You'll have people that don't, and you'll have them in every single organization. So should HR be running the show? No. I think that people, great people managers should run the show, absolutely. And, uh, and I think if you can have a couple of people that harness energy and make stuff happen, regardless of their role, and sometimes you will find that they are very, very young, inexperienced people with a particular passion and with a particular, you know, influencing suite uh, that people just respond to. And I've seen it here time and time again. And it's not always the big ones. As, as my old boss used to say, um, you know, Sandra, no, no, he's not a senior manager. He's an old manager. And there is a difference. Um, and by that, I mean, like, it doesn't come with age. It doesn't always come. Sometimes it does. It doesn't always come with age. But generally, it comes with really good EQ and being able to harness that, yeah. Uh, in your travels, have you found a, a favorite place or maybe even a favorite food that maybe was unexpected? I did. I did. So many of them. I'm a total foodie. But one of the things we absolutely loved was in Korea. And I don't know if I'm butchering the, the pronunciation was bimibap. So it's a kind of a stone bowl. And at the bottom of it is the hard, crunchy rice. And I could eat that for centuries. <laughs> and, and they have all these different varieties of it. And I absolutely was addicted to it. So that was wonderful. And then we had in uh, a kind of a spicy fish soup in, um, in Borneo. Um, I think of the name of it in a moment, and that became a complete uh, addict's food for my family as well. So yeah, I love my food. I have no great stories to tell you on the food side. <laughs> I, I also love food. It's probably my favorite part about traveling. Yes. Know, the, the unexpected, um, diving into the, the street food yeah, at great personal risk sometimes. <laughs> a great personal risk, but you know something, nothing ventured, nothing had, you know. Um, I've had a couple. We had one time in Iran. We were hiking in the mountains in the north of Iran, and we met a family who were dining by the river. And they said, "Come and join us." So we did. Bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> so they took water out of the of the river to cook their um, stew, and it tasted amazing. But my God, were we sick after it? Yeah, we were absolutely. Oh, yeah. A couple of years ago now, but friendships forever. The Iran, Iran, Iranese are, are wonderful, warm, hospitable people. 
um, and to the extent of sharing a family meal, uh, wonderful. But by God, we paid the price for it. We paid the price for it. Yeah, you got you got to cook that river water for at least fifteen minutes. You want to get all the. It was called Abgust. I remember the name Abgust, kind of a meaty um, <laughs> stew that we had. And uh, but yeah, even at the name, twenty years later, I said to my husband, "Oh, you might get a dose of Abgust." He goes, "Oh Christ, no, let's not." <laughs> My, my biggest risk was in uh, Peru. Every day in Cusco, we'd walk by this l little vendor that would grill up some meat. I don't know what kind of meat. There weren't any signs. I, my wife speaks Spanish. I don't speak very much. I know enough to say carne por favor. But uh, and one day I was like, I'm just doing it. I'm going for it. It looks good. It smells good. Yeah. I got this skewer filled with this purpley meat. And I was expecting it to be like crisp and hot, and it was not. It was like raw inside, and I was committed. And it didn't taste very good. It just wasn't what I expected. And I just ate it all and just thought about it the rest of the day, and the next day, just waiting for that that other shoe to drop. And I'm appar apparently fine. I mean, maybe I got some buddies living around in me right now. That yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They were. I got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Was it even beef? I mean, they eat all kinds of stuff over there. You know, they, they eat do. alpaca and, and other things. So. Hamster. My brother got a hamster on his bread roll one day like this, literally. Tummy up. <laughs> they do guinea pigs, too. And they're on the menu. Like, because, because so many places are tourist trash, they yeah. have menus with pictures on it for Americans so they can order yeah, and whatever yeah, yeah. else. By pointing. And the guinea pigs, it's like, it's just the, the whole body of it was like, I want to try it. I really do. I bet you it's delicious, but. Oh I, God, no, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> well, this has been delightful. Thank you so much uh, for taking no the problem. time. My pleasure. Enjoyable. Very enjoyable. So if you need a soundbite or anything, I'll give us a, there's, I've got opinions on lots of stuff, so you can call me. <laughs> we should talk again sometime soon, maybe on the podcast, yeah. if you'd be interested. Sure. Wonderful. Yeah, give us a ping. We'll help you out. No worries at all. Great talking to you. I enjoyed it. You too. Thank you so much. I'm easy now. You're welcome. Thanks a million. Cheerio. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this conversation and want to see more of the interview, check back next Thursday, March 25th, on our Faces of HR column. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter at HRWorksPodcast, and we are now also available on Spotify and Audible. Thank you very much. This is Jim Davis with HR Works.